0: I Love Mortgage Brokering, Episode 94. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I am to my guest today, Shauna McDonald. She's a broker with TMG based out of Saskatoon. She's been a broker for 10 years and in the finance world for 16. And in 2014, she won the first Camp Broker of the Year Award, which is super awesome. I am stoked for this interview today. Shauna, are you ready to rock? You betcha. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the mortgage business?
1: Yeah. Started at Wells Fargo Financial, which used to be TransCanada Credit, really right out of high school. Not really getting a job at... A finance company it wasn't really a, an aspiration of mine it was just a job I quickly learned that customer service is definitely where i want to be i uh, worked there i don't even know my timelines but a uh, really long time i was super dedicated i want to say eight years and then i wanted to have a family met my husband and uh, we were open nights and weekends so decided that it just it wasn't the hours i wanted to keep with a young family uh, and I got the opportunity to go and work for the Bank of Montreal as a mortgage specialist. Actually, before I got the job at Bank of Montreal, I headed up their uh, subprime mortgage uh, business. And uh, it was a pilot project. And I was the only one in Canada that kind of took it off the ground. And it was a huge success. So um, I guess I, I thought I knew mortgages. But the truth of the matter is that I didn't know mortgages at all when I left Wells Fargo and got an opportunity to go to the bank of montreal as a mortgage specialist uh it was a totally different world but uh, then i started with the bank probably 11 years ago and i was with them for a very very short period of time uh because i got pregnant with my son Mm -hmm. and from day one anybody who knows me or who has heard my story uh it was not the best year of my life i uh totally had a different a different approach to my clients different views different morals different different everything I mean we really didn't see eye to eye on on much mm-hmm. and I'm very vocal and I you never have to really know where you stand with me uh for good for better or worse and you know we always used to have conference calls and and whatnot and they would tell me to do the right thing for the client but uh the way that they paid me Um, didn't reflect the right thing for the client because uh, they'd have us sell posted rates. And if we discounted off that at all, they would uh, discount my pay. And then at the end of the month, if you didn't hit your volume bonus, they would claw you back. So if you gave the full discount, you get paid zero. You don't hit your targets. You're actually making negative money. Mm -hmm. So coming from a subprime background, I mean, I can sell rates all day long, but I just, I had a real moral dilemma going home at night knowing that I was doing the right thing for my family, but not so much my clients.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I had a couple of friends in the broker industry that were talking to me about becoming a broker, but I thought the bank was the best thing. And they gave me a, a base wage as well, which was my safety net. But uh, I got pregnant with my son and that wasn't taken. They weren't happy about it. Let's just put it that way, because we're all based on commissions. And if I leave for a year, You know, what is that going to do to the team and the numbers and the management and everything else? As I progressed along in my pregnancy, I was actually, I was supposed to take a month or so on that leave. And the bank was being difficult with pay and coverage on my business and they didn't want to give me access to my database. And it was just, it was getting down to the wire and literally I was nine months pregnant, ready to pop any day. And i had never had any problems with the bank. Like I had never been talked to. I had never been put on an action plan. And, you know, I got reward points for the good job I was doing and I always was in the, you know, top uh, associates with the bank. So I'm, I'm building this up because when I was literally Um, On Friday, I was asked to come into the office and uh, I was busy at that point. So I said, I'd come in Monday and uh, they blindsided me with a piece of paper that said that they were terminating my position, literally, like to go on mat leave in days.
0: And they're firing you.
1: They fired me. Mm -hmm. I asked why about three times in our little meeting and they told me it was because the Code of Ethics. And I asked them to elaborate, they wouldn't. And I know for sure it was because A, I was pregnant and B, I have a big mouth. If they would have fired me for insubordination, I would have walked out of there with my head high, but that's not what happened.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So we started a lawsuit and it literally, um, not really, I inquired with my lawyer. We had many, many, uh, back and forth and it became extremely negative. So we dropped it. But at the end of the day, I, uh, I was pregnant and I was having a baby. So, being fired and, you know, my husband made a good wage with the government, but I just felt like a bag of crap. Like, I was worth nothing. Um, maybe maybe finance isn't a career path I want to choose. And so, I had the baby and I got about... 50 calls, and maybe that's an exaggeration, but I felt a love, let's just say that. My realtors, my referral partners, my clients, people within the industry were reaching out to me saying, you can't leave us, like, we have a good thing, please don't leave us. I remember just taking a little bit of time and I met up with a couple of people who were talking about mortgage brokering, a couple of my realtors said, have you ever thought about it? You know, had I not been fired from the bank, I would probably absolutely still be there because that's just the type of person I am. I'm not a huge risk taker. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm loyal and I guess maybe didn't have the confidence. So long story short, I met with a couple of brokerages. Again, I don't know that there were 10 mortgage brokers in all of Saskatchewan when I started. I think there was only three with TMG, period. So I met up with the owners of TMG here and met up with a couple other brokerages and decided I would become a mortgage broker. Because again, now that's debt to the bank, I knew mortgages. Mm-hmm. I did not know a damn thing about mortgages <laughs> leaving the bank. So I had my baby, decided to take on the whole broker industry. And my goal was to do, you know, one to two mortgages a month just to have enough money to supplement my income. And I'm just going to be mom. That's kind of the rest is history, I suppose.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So there's a bunch of stuff here I want to ask you about. So <laughs> you mentioned... Um, when you first started, you didn't. You felt that there was like you were not the same person you are today. In terms of you had this ethical dilemma. So, what was the the ethical dilemma, and what was the shift that made you go, wait a second, I want to do my business differently?
1: Yeah, um, well, I didn't really even like. I didn't think I could do my business differently. I was at a bank, right? Bank mm-hmm. was the bank, and they. Were, I was going to do what they told me to do. Um, but yeah, it was a huge dilemma because I knew if I sold the posted rate, they would pay me a thousand dollars. If uh, now they're talking to me about discounting that rate. They discounted my commission. Mm-hmm. To the point where I can make $100 on the deal. Or maybe now a broker was competing with me and offering them the lowest possible rate. And I had to discount it. And I made nothing. At the end of the day, what am I going to do? I'm obviously going to take care of my family and make money. Mm-hmm. I love my clients so much as I didn't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And as the bank preached to me, do the right thing for your client, I always talked back and said, but you don't pay me to do the right thing. And they would try to, you know, oh, but Shauna, the the best thing isn't always the rate. This is what we have to offer. And a lot of people bought into that, but I never, ever bought into that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't shy to verbalize my opinion, which kind of led to my demise, which was actually the best thing ever. So I got fired. Started with uh, the mortgage group and uh, teamed up with with a friend of mine who was a broker as well. And we, you know, got together and started brokering. And, and then, you know, one thing led to another led to another business started to pick up, we hired a couple brokers, things were really, really good. Where was I going with this? I don't even know where I
0: was going with this. Well, no, I asked you about what made the change because you said that you'd felt this inner conflict between trying to make the bank happy and and trying to make your clients happy. So what I want to ask now is just about the safety net. So how important was in your mind when you were doing, you know, working as a bank specialist was the safety net too, why you were staying there?
1: Oh, looking back, it was silly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it was huge. I mean, a lot of people struggle like n- not a whole lot of people could go from a, a decent wage to zero that's difficult um, i'd say 90 percent of people are going to struggle with that it's not going to be easy what if i fail i would have never done it if i wasn't fired put it that way
0: right so they pushed you and now so knowing kind of what you know now about sort of being a broker top broker for 10 years and being in the bank for the last so what would you tell your former self before that happened would you, have, would you just have waited for the day for the ax to drop? What would you have done different?
1: I definitely, I would have done this sooner had I, <laughs> had I Could I look back and tell my young self uh, because obviously this is an amazing industry. I, I love what I do. It's all about the people. It's about doing the right thing and we get paid a healthy salary. So, I mean, yeah, I would say take the plunge, you know, take more risk, mm-hmm. do it, you know, make a plan.
0: Right, that's good. It's
1: funny because when I was uh, let go after the first year, I, I think it was the first or maybe the second year, I got broker of the Year in Saskatchewan. And I took out a billboard where my old boss used to smoke cigarettes every day. The lady who fired me <laughs> posted it right outside the bank. And so she had to look at it every single day. And I thought, wow, you know, I actually owe a lot to that woman. Like I owe my life to that woman and I've seen her since and she doesn't want to look me in the eye, but I, I just uh, feed her praises for changing my life.
0: <laughs> for forcing you to change direction, basically. Yeah,
1: for sure. So sometimes a negative can turn into a positive, which it did in my case, but I'm not sure that negative wouldn't have happened, but uh, I would be sitting here today. So I'm grateful.
0: Right. That's awesome. That's a great story. So I want to ask you about failure because I know that talking to a lot of mortgage brokers and entrepreneurs, failure happens and not everything works the way you want. But when you look back, there's a lesson in it. So can you share something maybe that you'd failed at and then the lesson that you learned?
1: Yeah. I mean, I failed at a lot of things. I, I don't really consider them failure. So there's not one thing that I can say I've taken a big risk and I failed. Um, you know, I fail daily. I, I try different things all the time. I mean, failure for me was being fired from the bank. Looking back, that wasn't a failure. A failure for me, you know, I teamed up with an amazing broker and we built a team. And at the end of the day, we we just had different goals. So, you know, that that relationship failed. I still absolutely love and respect her. And there were hard times. I wish I could be more. I wish I could be a better mom. I wish I could be a better uh, mentor. I wish I had more time, you know, but I wouldn't really... I don't have one epic fail or, you know, daily I fail trying to create the best balance. Right. I don't know what that looks like, but I'll just keep trying.
0: One of the things that you'd mentioned that I I found interesting was you said that when you first became a broker, you kind of thought you understood mortgages and lending, but then when you actually started brokering, you kind of found, you know, it was, wow, there's quite a bit more to it. So can you just walk me through that and then how was that process and what did you, how did you get through it?
1: Oh, boy. I'll touch on why I thought I knew what I was doing. I brokered mortgages through the bank. I didn't need any special training or licensing. I was uh, basically covered under the bank's umbrella. I had very little training there. Again, coming from TransCanada or Wells Fargo, I thought that I knew how to put together a mortgage. But the fact of the matter is, I didn't even know, and I hadn't bought a house ever at this point. So I didn't even know who CMHC or Genworth was or CG. Like I didn't know that, I didn't know what an insurer was.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I learned that at the bank. But at the end of the day, you don't get to see the credit bureau. You don't get to see the scores, really. Um, you, When you're sending in a deal, you're basically prepping it for the bank's underwriter. But at the end of the day, you don't close it. Uh, mm-hmm. The bank had to close it. Uh, they're the ones that handle basically everything. And you never communicated, really, with the uh, insurer. At the end of the day, there's so many products out there and, you know, back in the back in the day, the bank was extremely conservative and, you know, stated income and still some banks to date, you know, some of the niche products that we have. It was a huge, huge learning curve. How did I manage it? Well, I, I worked my butt off getting the business and when I finally got a deal... You know, putting it together and I had a I had a great mentor, um, Bud Jorgensen, uh, with the Mortgage Group Prairies. He actually was there for me a lot when I first started. I mean, I would ask him, uh, you know, if I was on the phone with him 10 times a day, I don't think that that would be an exaggeration. I guess it was just learning how to do the business and starting from scratch. I worked from home. I worked in my basement and, you know, I had two little ones at home, like a newborn. So it was it was tough it was really really tough getting into the business and understanding and but I think that that's the biggest piece of advice is if you are going to transition from what you're doing whether it be a financial institution or whatever it is you know that it's important that you have a good mentor uh to kind of walk you through that process to get you on your feet.
0: Mhm no that's really good advice for anybody that whether you're coming in from the banks you know space or from some other industry it's just don't reinvent the wheel and learn from other people to shorten the, the you know the learning curve. Obviously, you have a very successful business, and so on the sales and marketing side, what is something that you do to get clients, or why do why do clients like want to call Shauna to do business with you? What's the what what's the X factor? Because I want to like <laughs> bottle it and then sell it. No, I'm just kidding. I just want I just want to kind of know what is your priority in terms of trying to you know when getting people to work with you
1: i find it really hard to answer that question because i don't think it's a recipe that i can just give you at the end of the day when i started i worked extremely hard and i did things differently than i do things now and i wouldn't have changed a thing that i did to get me to this point but my business is very different so who am i speaking to am i speaking to newer brokers i can tell you what i do to go get business as a newer broker
0: Okay, let's do that. Let's do two things. Tell me about what you'd tell a newer broker and then what you'd tell a more seasoned broker who's trying to manage the, the chaos sometimes that comes from.
1: So I think database is important. And whether that be, you know, writing down every single person that you've ever been in contact with and put them into your database. I'm not talking database that, you know, oh, I've never done a deal, so I don't have a database. A database is a spot where you go to to collect information from individuals and people that you can send a text or, you know, send out an email blast. But I think definitely creating a database from day one is important. Ask for business 100%. You're out of the nine times, ten times you ask, probably the door is going to be slammed in your face 9.5 times. Don't give up. You know, continue to look for new ways to set yourself apart from every other broker who's doing the exact same things as you.
0: So how do you ask? How do you ask your clients? So if I'm one of your clients and I come in, and I think, hey, you're, Shauna, you're awesome. What do you say to me so that I'll remember to refer you? I'm
1: not saying I don't ask for business anymore, but I don't ask for business in the same way that I asked for business when I first started. Okay. So if I'm, I'm talking to a newer broker, I am pick up gear for sale by owners and call them, you know, and ask if you can help them ask real estate agents, ask your neighbor. I, I got gas. I would give the guy my business card. Every single person that I ever came into contact with in the beginning knew what I did. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I used to, uh, you know, send out surveys that would say, would you refer me? Can you refer me? Here's a couple more business cards. Can you pass them on to five friends? I don't manage my business that way anymore because a lot of my business is from my database. It's repeat clients, but is starting out find, you know, set a goal and find ways to get out there and then continue to do that when the phone, (laughs) don't ever stop looking and doing things to bring in business. i Still look for ways to bring in business every
0: day so then how do you manage the so okay you get a you you have the success and you have deals coming in and you have files and and all the the so how do you manage the chaos so what advice do you give to somebody who's kind of at that stage where they're like okay i'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed uh what do how do you manage that or what's what has been helpful for you
1: <laughs> i drink
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay that's, that's that's an honest answer
1: no i'm just joking Kind of a loaded question because I don't have the recipe either for, for balance or, you know, for what you do when you're overwhelmed. At the end of the day, I work extremely hard. I put in the hours that I need to put in. I never go home without returning a phone call. You know, I, I love my clients and I said this a hundred times, but 98% of them I hug on the way out the door. And I develop a really, like, I love my clients. There's nothing that fuels me more with meeting with my clients. Mm -hmm. So I think developing that relationship and doing those extra special things, keep that business coming in. But I totally diverted your question. I don't
0: even... You did. It was very good. You should be like in law or something. I'd be like, I don't think she answered the question. She kind of... <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I just love on them and things happen and things go well. Okay, it's fine. So the chaos is just part of success and and you have to manage it. And it's never... It never gets... You never get it totally buttoned down because then then you're going to find more business and you just create more chaos. So
1: I don't think that my life will ever not be full of chaos. And it might be different from year to year. But I work, and I think that most successful brokers have the personality that I have, you know, when it comes to work ethic. And at the end of the day, it's really hard for me not to work for 14 hours a day, because then I feel like I'm missing something. So I'll find ways to fulfill those hours doing something else. And whatever it is, I'll try to do the best I
0: can at it. Like an interview on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Like, hello. No, just kidding.
2: (laughs) Totally. Exactly. My point. (laughs)
0: Okay, so I'm gonna to move to rapid-fire questions. These you can answer with a little shorter answers if you like. So, what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful?
1: Work ethic, determination.
0: What one thing has made you successful?
1: Persistence, hard work, loving my clients. I I, knew,
0: I thought you'd say I would have actually I could have answered that for you after only talking to you for like <laughs> 30 minutes. I'd be like, I know how to answer that question.
1: <laughs> is that very bad?
0: It's pretty clear. So, do you have uh, an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? Like, is there something that you use that you find, man, this is super handy and it helps me keep keep the chaos uh, under control? Sticky
1: notes.
0: What is it? Sticky, <laughs> Sticky notes. notes. Okay, yeah, this is uh this is not a tech tool, but it will work <laughs> for you. If... Sticky
1: notes and color-coded paper clips. That's my jam.
0: <laughs> That's your jam. That's awesome. Okay, so the last question. So if I could send you back 10 years ago and you could sit down with yourself after you've been fired from the bank and you're all wigging wigging out about what's going to happen, what three things would you tell yourself to, to make it less stressful for you?
1: If you work hard, everything's going to work out. Keep your eye on the prize. You know, believe in yourself.
0: You kind of alluded to it anyways in the interview, kind of talked about what you would do. So it's good. I was just trying to squeeze a little bit more out of the, out of the orange. So where can people find you online, Shauna? Uh,
1: ShaunaMcDonald.ca.
0: And are you guys hiring at all?
1: Always. We would always uh, welcome in good people if they presented themselves, for sure.
0: Thank you, Shauna, so much. Check out the show notes as well as links to everything, including sticky notes at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. Shauna, I really appreciate your time today, and I hope you continue to crush it.
1: Awesome. You too, Scott. Thanks for taking the time.